0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Show. We do apologize for there being no video. We also apologize for our lateness. I don't think we've really ever been late with an episode before. We may have been, but don't bring it up. Uh, and the reason that we were late is because we are traveling. Um, we are moving the studio across the country. That is also the reason for no video. We were just at Whataburger, which is a very average. And uh, I know people get angry when I say that, but I mean, I don't understand the hoopla. Have people never been out of their homes? I mean, what what is the pride with that? It's it's fine. I mean, the barbecue bacon burger is good, but the plain burger, I mean, yeah. what are we doing? It's the same thing with In and Out. You know, Devin and Ida get really excited about In and Out. You know, I mean, people get excited about fast food, you know, and they're not embarrassed either. They're they're shamelessly. Now, Taco Bell is different. Taco Bell is an iconic cultural experience, but these other places are not. Uh, They're simply not. And I don't know what to tell you, but we did just want to apologize to that, you know. You know you're consuming something that's completely free, so you deserve it exactly when we uh, give it to you. To be quite honest, most of you, some of you are paying for the Patreon, but we're we're always on time with that. Ben showed me a video. It still kind of it still sits with me. And can we play the audio? Uh yeah. Do I'll, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: I'll put the audio in right here. Are we
0: allowed to put the audio in?
1: Um. I wonder if it could get flagged, especially this early in the episode, too.
0: It's really heinous. I mean, not a lot of stuff rattles me, and this rattled me. It's a murder, double murder, suicide in Philadelphia over the shoveling of snow. I don't even—I guess there was a couple— and they were using a snowblower or they were using shovels?
1: Shovels, yeah.
0: And they were shoveling snow onto another dude's driveway? On, onto his lawn. Onto his lawn. Yeah. And
1: he, they, they were at at war. Yeah, this has been removed from Twitter now, if you're trying to find it, by the way.
0: And it's a video of the guy, and they're calling him. It's a couple, and they're like, what are you going to do, pussy? Mm. And it's like a scene from Fargo. I don't know, because it's snowing and it's just blanketed with snow. And then the guy comes out of his house. Mm. The guy that they, the couple is shoveling the snow on his lawn. Mm. They're calling him pussy. What are you going to do, pussy? We're going to make your life a living hell. We're going to make your life a living hell. Yeah. I mean, uh. what a you know, when you say something like that, it, it gets to people. Mm. When you choose those words, we're going to make your life a living hell. And he leaves his house, shoots them both in the street. They're crawling around in the street. Then he goes back into his house. What does he get? An AK-47? AR-15. AR-15. He comes back out mm. and he he looks at the woman. And this is where, I, I even as I talk about it, it's creepy. You're watching the end of somebody's life. He looks at her and he goes, you should have kept your mouth shut. Mm. And then he shoots her in the head. And then he goes and shoots the husband. It was so viscerally disturbing. And I'm usually not disturbed. I usually don't watch executions all the time. But I've seen things. And I'm still, this video, for whatever reason, lodged in my head. and. It's because I'm horrified watching it. You get a bad feeling. From the moment the video begins playing, you know something very bad is going to happen. It's eerie. Usually you don't feel that, but from the minute it starts playing, you go, this isn't something fun. This doesn't end in a fun, this isn't a snowball fight. There's something about, I don't know what it is, But there's an energy there. You go, you know this is going to go off the rails, but you don't know how bad it's going to be. And then when he comes out and he shoots them both and goes back in, gets an AR, Mm. then comes back out and shoots her. And here's the thing, and then he kills himself. Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: Goes back inside, the cops come, he blows his head off. Yeah.
0: And here's the thing, right? You watch this guy shoot a woman point-blank in the face in the middle of a street with an AR-15. And right before he shoots her, he says to her, he goes, you should have kept your mouth shut. And you're watching it, and it's so horrifying. But now, now I have to be delicate here. But, three little letters, what a word. But, she should have kept her mouth shut. And the last things she's going to hear on this earth is the greatest lesson she'll ever learn. And it's sad that it had to be that way. I'm not condoning his actions, but there's something about shooting someone point blank in the face and delivering a message that they need to hear. It's tough to watch. You can probably find it on the dark web or something. It's floating around. Mm. You don't even have to go to the dark web. It's tough to watch. I don't even know where Ben finds these things. I don't know what he even does. I don't know what he does with his time when he's not with me. I don't know what he does. He just sits in his garage and watching people murder each other. I mean, what what is wrong with him? But I was I felt bad that it ended the way it did, where everybody died. But I did I did feel that that woman needed to hear, and her husband. It's not about gender that that woman needed to hear those words. And it's sad that after that he shot a point blank in the face with the AR. But it's it's hard because you watch it and you just you you watch the video and you go, "You know, well, number 1, how's the quarantine working out for everyone?" <laughs> uh, because I, this probably this might have happened before the pandemic or before this, you know, whatever. It is a pandemic, but I mean before this, shut down. I don't know. This last year has, has sent people to the edge, to the brink. And when you watch this, you go, yeah, this seems to be something that is the result of people being pushed to their breaking point. And he broke, and he shot this woman and her husband. Watching them crawl around on the snow is so rattling. It's disturbing. Watching them crawl around
1: for a good sixty seconds as they going crawl around on the, the snow. Yeah.
0: watching that is really, really disturbing. But, but, <laughs> but, but they were being very antagonistic. They were. This is the thing. It's you, it, it. They're saying that the guy going to make your life a living hell. Call him pussy, pussy. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And he just had it. I'm not saying I enjoyed watching it. It disturbed me. I've covered that. But what I'm saying is that it's very difficult to not. Understand a fraction of the man's anger; he did not handle it in a productive way. You know, I was taken back by the like. I, I've watched videos that are similar to that before. Never that I found like this freak, but people show me shit and go, "Look at this!" I go, "Ugh." You know, and and this really took a mental residence in my mind. Because it was just this snowy, bleak day in Philly, and people, it was just hatred Mm. on display, like a scene out of Fargo, like the end of Fargo. It was rough to watch. Mm. It made me deeply sad, truly, about the future of humanity and about the effects that this period has had on everybody. But... I did like seeing that woman get shot in the face. Because, because sometimes you do want to shoot somebody in the face, point blank. And when he looks at her, he goes, you should have kept your mouth shut. And she knows what's coming. Mm -hmm. And she knows she pushed the wrong person. And she's laying in the snow, about to get shot in the head. This, this episode will get lighter, but as she's about to get shot in the head, she's laying in the street. Probably what went through her mind is I should have kept my mouth shut. Maybe I should have kept my mouth shut. And it's, hey, sad all around, not advocating it, wouldn't do it, wouldn't advise it. Tough to watch. Not good. Don't go look for the video. It will be disturbing unless you're into that. In which case it's great. If you're into it, don't get into it. Don't be that guy. Unless this is how you come and try not to be that guy either. Um What were your feelings on the video because you're the one who fucking brought it into my life.
1: I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh well, no, I mean I
0: I think I've I think I've been quite clear here. It was a it was a mixed bag. It's like this weird
1: like Norman Rockwell scene where it's just a couple shoveling their snow and then all of a sudden like within 30 seconds they're both laying in a pool of their own blood. It's just I mean it's horrific. It's a horrific thing. All caught on the the by the way the videos from a, a, one of those doorbells like the, a Ring the, the, cam a Ring cam, yeah. And then you know halfway through it too their autistic son runs out the couple To check on them, and then when he sees him coming back in with the AR-15, he runs off, and then that's when he does the execution shots. So there's like a whole scene developing there of them trying to help the mom and— him trying to help his mom and dad, and then the guy just comes back out and does the deed.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing. That kid's not going to step out of line. You know? You want to talk about a polite kid— You want to talk about a polite kid? I watched my mother get shot in a grill for running her fat mouth. And I've learned to just let it happen. Let life happen. And I feel bad for him. And I feel bad for everyone involved here. But is there any better way to ensure that somebody is going to be, you know, a little passive I mean, by the way, those parents were no great shakes for that kid. I'm not saying they should have been executed in front of them, but they were not. That was not going to be a great life with them. You know, maybe there's family. Maybe the grand the grandparents took him in. I read in the article, mm-hmm. b- better situation, better situation. Do you think in that woman's high school yearbook she was voted most likely to get shot in the face outside of her house while <laughs> shoveling snow? Because that should be a new category in Philly high school yearbooks. It should be most likely to get shot point-blank range by an AR-15 by an angry neighbor who you are harassing. It would be so much easier to feel bad for them if they weren't like, Pussy, what are you going to do, pussy? That was their whole thing. They were like, "What are you gonna do? You do something about it." You know, they were just like, "Do something about it. Do something about it. Do something about it." And then finally, the guy stabbed. What's interesting is he shot them both. He comes out with what a handgun.
1: Yeah, with a nine millimeter.
0: And he shoots them and goes, "That's not enough." And you watch the guy crawl into the garage mm. again, very disturbing. Mm. And then he goes back in the house, and you think the video is ending because she's like, "Call the cops." Right. And you think, "Oh, the video's ending." And, and I got to be honest, as a video, as a piece of media, <laughs> as media, it's disappointing because it doesn't feel like there's closure. I'm being very honest. The guy crawls into the garage, and then the woman's like, call the cop, and she's still being annoying? Right. She's shot and in the street and still pushing everybody's buttons. Mm. And you're like, you know... This is, needs a resolution. And then he comes out with the AR, and a part of you goes, oh, no! But then a part of you perks up because you go, just a second ago, I said there was not going to be a resolution here. Now I think there might be. Ooh, and there is. And, and there's something about the, the final words. There really is. And again, if you know these people... I mean, you know, sorry. There's something about the final words. Uh, you should have kept your mouth shut. He goes, you should have kept your mouth shut. He says that to her, and then he just blows her head away. And then he shoots the guy. Mm. Then he walks into the garage and gets him. We don't hear if he said anything to him. I don't think he did. Because it's like it's hard to follow up with you go, you should have kept your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Boom. And then you gotta have a real good line. And now if you don't have Joel and Ethan Cohen doing it like Fargo, mm-hmm. you're not gonna have a good line for the husband. I mean, he could have said something like when he walked into the garage, to the husband he could've said something like, you know, um, I don't even know I'm on the spot now, but if he like looked at him and he was like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know, like time for you to join your wife or something. <laughs> you know? Something, I don't know. I'm on the spot here. It's hard.
1: Yeah, like a rotten hell, really, when it worked. It doesn't follow. No, fall not
0: away. after, not after the yeah. very succinct, there's no fat in that sense. You should have kept your mouth shut. <laughs> There's not one extra syllable. He was it was succinct, it was clear, the message was delivered with precision, as as are well the shots were as well. But to then to the husband, you got he probably walked in there and from a split second was like, do I have something good for him too? And then he was like, I don't, and I I just gotta shoot him. So he shot him. It'd be great if he just had something good, you know? But you know those guys at Philly, he'd get hacky. He'd be like, say hello to my little friend. Like, something hacky where you're like, oh, this is disappointing. That's the thing about Long Island. Any of my friends who will certainly do this, I I know people who will definitely shoot people in the face, probably over shoveling snow, but the last thing they say to them will be such a hacky, dumb, derivative line. From, like, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Like, they will say something that has nothing to do, you know? They'll just, they'll do a Jim Carrey line from The Mask, you know? They'll be like, smoking! Somebody
1: stop me. Yeah, somebody stop me. Like, it'll
0: have not, it will be completely cartoonish and embarrassing. Uh, and then they won't, my friends won't kill themselves because they don't have that level of intelligence. Mm. So then the cops, they'll have to play out in court what they said. And there'll be like some guy that was like going, like some neighbor that was like, yeah, uh, I think he yelled, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> and they're like the line from Scarface. Yeah, he yelled that. And then he shot <laughs> her in the head. You know, like, Yeah. Yeah, he said nobody puts baby in a corner (laughs) and then shot her in the mouth. We were confused. We didn't know how the original argument started. (laughs) No, nobody I know from Long Island would have, like, to just say you should have kept your mouth shut. It's a real movie quality line to deliver. And I'm judging, I am judging this only as media, as content I am not saying murder is good. I am saying co- as content. As content, because mm-hmm. I'm a consumer of content, mm-hmm. as we all are. Mm-hmm. And when Ben showed it to me, he said, well, this is content. <laughs> it's content. It's a double murder-suicide. He goes, he said to me, he goes, it's a double, he warned me, he goes, it's a double murder-suicide in Philadelphia over uh, uh, snow shoveling. But then I, I settle in. <laughs> And then I go, okay, but I'm still expecting it to be good, right? I still want it to be good. And it was good because it's you think it ends and then it does and He goes back in the house mm. and then he comes out and he has the great line. So as content, and what is it, three minutes?
1: Uh, two minutes and 20 seconds. It's perfect, perfect for Twitter. Perfect for Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect for Twitter. Yeah. Two minutes and 20 seconds. Mm. Perfect for Twitter. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> And, of course, for IGTV, you put it on IGTV Mm -hmm. with a nice cover photo of the guy standing over the woman with the AR-15. It's content, folks. Don't get sensitive. I'm looking at it as a piece of content, as you should. And that guy then goes in, and how does he kill himself? What did he do? Uh, I think the AR-15 just in the mouth, yeah. Wow, because he didn't want to go through the trial. Mm. He didn't want to go through the whole thing. It's getting bad out there. It's been bad out there. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found.
1: That project manager I could never seem to hire?
0: And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. We all know coronavirus, COVID-19 is a random devastating thing. We get it probably lab-made, more and more credible people are saying that now. That will probably be uh, something that becomes an accepted belief sooner rather than later. Mm. Maybe not a bioweapon, but certainly a manipulated virus for maybe research purposes or a bioweapon, we don't know, in some stage of development. But a lot of people are saying that now. And we get it. It's incredibly unpredictable and strange. Um, but it's a Sophie's choice. We, we, we cannot keep everything closed down. We know that. It's not possible. Somebody has to work. And then the rage at, like, Chappelle and Rogan and anyone that's gotten on a stage and done stand-up comedy and the rage at restaurants opening outside. I understand people could criticize and go, hey, I do not agree with this. I, I don't think it's... But the rage... People that don't understand that there are, as Thomas Sowell would say, there's no solutions here, only Mm trade-offs. Only, you know, the rage that people have at small businesses for opening uh, at reduced capacity. I can't wrap my head around it. I think it's that there's a lot. Listen, when you read these Twitter accounts of the people that are truly angry at, at people for opening restaurants or doing comedy shows, does anyone believe that those people care about people? Does anyone think that that's coming from an altruistic place, that they're concerned about people's health? Or do these people just hate life and they love the idea that they're not going to have to leave their home and shake somebody's hand and look them in the eye and participate in any social situation. And they like that. They like it because on the internet, they have maybe something going on. Maybe, maybe they have 8,000 Twitter followers. <laughs> but in real life, <laughs> many of these people don't exist. Truly. They don't exist. They're like vapors. They're barely there. They are strange, gaunt, odd, antisocial people who hate real life. They have found solace uh, on the internet, which is where they would like life to stay forever. And I think, a lot of that's where the, a lot of the rage comes from, like the anger at a restaurant. And cases are dropping now. Cases are falling. And, it, you know, if you can't open up when cases are falling and you, you can't open up people are against you opening up when cases are rising, when would you open up? Well, when there are no cases when no one is sick. <laughs> what? Makes no sense. I just read an article in the Financial Times. Or like, some guy, this is what amazes me, that people get paid to write articles like this. A guy goes like this in the Financial Times. He goes, yeah, I don't think uh, concha- containment with China is going to work. You think? He goes, yeah, because I'm looking at the stats here at, uh, I just don't think we're going to be able to contain China. I don't think we're, we're going to be able to put them in a box. Oh, good. I'm glad someone wrote you a check for that take. How studious. And then he went through all the reasons. Martin Wolf. Yeah. He went through all the reasons. He's like, yeah, China's economy, more powerful than the Soviet Union's. This, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's probably a bad course of action to uh and and I mean he's like yeah we're going to have to learn to cooperate with them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I I would I would say that that's probably going to Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to smack them around. We're not going to be able to run out of our house with an AR15 and blow their head away. It's going to be a bit difficult. We're going to have to work together to get the snow off the street. That's what we're going to have to do. What do you think, by the way, about your boy, Elon Musk, because I know you love Tesla so much, mm-hmm. saying they're going to be fully self-driving in, like, what, two weeks? He's He's been saying that for, like, three years. Yeah, a lot of people think he's full of shit. Yeah. A lot of people think he's just full but, of but shit. But when he says stuff like that,
1: the stock just goes up. Oh,
0: great. Yeah. That's great. So.
1: Good. Well,
0: I hope when you're in your car and you're incinerated, <laughs> the, the stock price makes you feel comfortable as you and your wife are burning to death in your Tesla because this guy told you it was going to drive you home. Maybe it will one day. I don't really know, you know? Mm. Everybody's so goddamn sensitive now. So if Elon Musk hears this out, we're kidding, Elon. And we don't know if we're kidding yet. We'll let you know. Hopefully Ben still gets to work every day. <laughs> Everyone is so goddamn say. Sen- you can't say anything about anybody anymore without a problem, you know? Like, I made the joke about Eric Weinstein and Lex Friedman. I was like, on the Patreon, I go, what have these guys done? They're clearly smart guys. The joke is about the fact that, like, yes, they're both, you know, Lex is uh, in robotics and everything, he's a brilliant guy, and Eric Weinstein's very smart and everything. But, like, you know, the trans discussion has sucked all of the oxygen out of the room. So I'm sure these people have brilliant takes on other issues, but is it fair to say that the trans issue has been on the forefront? And I'm, for one, I'm a little bored of the trans. I don't care anymore if you cut your tits off or sew a dick on. I don't care what you call yourself. It doesn't bother me if you want to become a woman so you can beat them up in a ring. I'm almost for that. As long as you look at them before you do it and go, you should have kept your mouth shut. But what I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm kidding, they're clearly very intelligent people, but like, why is everyone now a guru? Why do people jump out of their lane and they become a guru for every issue in life? No one has any type of specialization anymore. If people, I mean, everybody is just like like firing wildly, going, "Yeah, I'm I'm a scientist, or I'm this, or I'm that, and also I know everything about everything. I should be your go-to for every question you have about any issue." That could ever come up now or in the future. That's where I get confused. It's not that they're not smart. It's not that they're not, they don't have valuable things to say. I just get confused as to how everybody immediately becomes a guru overnight. People just become, they just decide, I, uh, you got problems? I'll tell you what it is. What are we doing today? Race, gender, sexuality, vaccines? What do we got? Put it on the whiteboard. I got the answer. I got the answer. Bring it on. Weather? War? Religion? What's on the grill today? Sizzle it up. (laughs) Salt and pepper it. It's ready to go. I don't have to let anything marinate. I'm ready to go. It's just fascinating. That's all. That's all I'm ever saying. I love everyone and support them. I'm just curious as to how everybody uh, is an expert in every issue that could ever arise from any discipline ever. That's interesting to me. That's all. And maybe that's the case. Maybe it's the case that there are seven intelligent people and the rest of the world are hacks and shills. I don't know. That's YouTube. You go on YouTube Basically, the premise of of, of YouTube is I get it and everyone else that's ever lived or studied this issue is either a bad faith actor, hack, shill, has been bought off, is a liar, is being blackmailed and I have figured it out and nobody else has. That's all. It's curious to me. It's curious. And then if you make jokes... People get angry at you. The people, by the way, who defend jokes, defend comedy. And they always go out and go, Comedy's being neutered by the PC police. And then you make jokes about them and they go, Ah, 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 actually, uh, we don't like that. You go, Well, wait a minute. I don't understand. I thought comedians were vital. Sort. i thought this was a vital activity. what and they go, "well, yeah, yeah, but i don't know. i don't know. people get angry at you. the same the people get angry at you for kidding around. and you go, "yeah, it's a joke. i'm a comedian. you shouldn't take me seriously. no one should. it's a comedy podcast. maybe i say some interesting things. maybe i'm right about some of what i say, but uh it's a goof. I look at shit that may or may not be bullshit and I call it out and it may not be bullshit and it may be bullshit. But that's where a lot of my comedy comes from. Uh, Okay. And then the people that are like, all these people that are like, you know, the comedians are being, you know, there's a, the backlash now to the backlash, as a smarter friend of mine has said, is becoming as sanctimonious as as the woke people. The other side of the woke people, they're, they are now, As boring as the woke, you know, used to watch the woke people and go, Jesus Christ, shut up. And now the other side, you're like, Jesus Christ, you should also shut up. Should we just get academics completely out of public life? Should we just exile academics? I don't know. But it's just this sanctimonious, all the time, the left is waging a war on your private choices. They want you to be completely and then if you you make a few and they're like and they always love comedy all these people because the left is insane and the woke people do go after comedy and they do take people's jobs and i understand that so the people that recognize that i applaud and then you go yeah but you're also a little goofy and then they go well i thought wait, wait a minute wait a minute you're giving ammunition to the other side. Somebody said that to me. They go, "Well, when you make fun of the, those people whom you agree with, I go, yeah, I agree with a lot of them. But they go, but yeah, but if you make fun of them, you give ammunition to the other side. And I go, but that's the exact argument that leftists, or not leftists per se, but you know, liberal or whatever you want to call them, woke social justice warriors, that's the same argument that they use. They said, you can't make a joke about race because you're a racist and you're giving ammunition to racists. So, if I make a joke about Barry White or whoever the fuck I'm talking about, Eric Weinstein or whatever, I'm giving ammunition to the lunatics who think that gender is, you know, created, that Bill Maher created gender or whatever, whatever these fucking lunatics in San Francisco believe. I'm giving ammunition to them because I've made a joke about someone that disagrees with them. It's the same SJW playbook, it's the same exact thing. It's actually the same exact thing. It's we like comedy when it fits in the, the box of what we would like it to. And uh, it doesn't really matter. It's just comedy, except if it's directed at us, it's a powerful force that must be vanquished. It's a powerful force that must be vanquished unless it is exactly what we want it to be. Make fun of us in the way that you want us to be made fun of, please. Thank you. Thank you. They love roasts. All these, uh, you know, the tech people, the people on Clubhouse or any of these guys I-, I talk to, they all like, yeah, comedy's about roasting. No, it's not. Roasting, for the most part, is pretty stupid. There are some people that are brilliant at it. Uh, Geraldo and Jeff Ross, whatever. You go you go back throughout history. It's important. Com- it's like an important comedic skill. You should Every good comic should have a little bit of it. But it's boring. It's it's you, you know it's it's very formulaic there's nothing there you're fat you're gay you're bald you're black you're the, there's nothing there dummies but some of the most successful people in the world they love roasting because god forbid a comedian say anything that makes them think and they have some existential moment so they just like can you call him a faggot, please cuz i don't, I don't know. <laughs> so when you meet a lot of these people that are that are successful they think the comedian's job's like, roast them, Yo, thrash him. <laughs> you go trash that guy. Who can't, like, is there anything more boring than that, by the way? Is there anything more boring than watching people just trade insults back and forth? What level? I mean, I just don't understand, but that's what a lot of very smart, very successful people love. They love watching people insult each other that is their idea of comedy. That's what they think it is. It's just insult. Pick, look at a brown guy. Say he's a terrorist. That's comedy. You know? It, it's really crazy, but I don't want to get in the weeds over this. And then everybody goes, then everybody's response is like, why don't I just come on the show and we'll hash it out? And it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this for five hours of a lecture. I don't want to do it. I respect you. I think you're smart. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm so deeply suspicious of people who level accusations at people, and then they themselves exhibit that behavior. It's like the QAnon people that were going away for child porn. Right. That wasn't shocking, because they spent 18 hours a day thinking about child porn. So it's also not shocking to me that if you call people snowflakes for years and years and years, and then somebody says something about you, and then you actually become the snowflake. Because it's like, oh, you are intimately acquainted with the idea of what a snowflake is because you're exhibiting those characteristics yourself. You know? It's one of the other folks. Either comedy doesn't matter and it's fun and you can like it or not and take from it what you want and leave the rest, or it's an important social force that everyone needs to govern. Pick one. Please pick one. Can't be everything. Can't be everything. It can't be like, hey, it's just a joke, and then when it's about something you don't like, you go, whoa, wait a minute. I saw that after the White House Correspondents' Dinner with Michelle Wolf, when she did that, and then everybody came in, all the same people that were like, these leftists are snowflakes, and Michelle made a few jokes about Trump, and these people lost their goddamn mind. I'm just learning. I'm just learning. <laughs> That's all I'm doing here. Get mad at me. I'm insignificant. I don't matter. Yeah, I have an audience because we have fun and we say funny stuff, and some of it makes a lot of sense. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. You know, when I make fun of Gary Vee, I don't hate Gary Vee. He's probably a really good guy. I'm sure he's helped people. But the advice he gives is very vague and general. It's uh, ridiculous. The words he uses and the, the way he arranges them is ridiculous. So for somebody to not call that out is uh, that I wouldn't be doing my job. If I pulled up Gary V quotes and read them aloud and said, now that I've told you these things, go start a business, you would look at me like I was on I was smoking rock cocaine, smoking crack. you'd go wait what? And I'm like, yeah, you know kindness is speed and empathy is uh, marketing is queen and content is king and you know gratitude is whatever. go go do it now. Yeah gratitude is uh, gratitude is speed. What? whatever he's saying. But I'm sure he's a smart guy and I'm sure he said things that have value to certain people. But it's funny imagining people trying to fashion a sense of what the hell is going on in their life and in their business from the quotes that dribble out of his mouth. It's, you know. Mm. Which is why, like, you can go to dinner with people and you can become friends with people. And I talked to a big comedian once who was like Jeff Bezos invited me to like his summer camp once, and the big comedian was like, "Yeah, I didn't want to go because you start to realize as a comic, you're not supposed to be that tight with any of these people because they, you're gonna have to make fun of them or something they do, and they're just gonna get angry with you because they want to own you. They just want to own you. You know what I? I, I you know, so, and they're not uh, they're not like evil, malevolent people. They just like anybody." want to control you they see you they're like you're a jester i want to i want to own you and i i want you to poke fun at the things i'd like you to poke fun at but i don't want you to say things i'm not comfortable with and that's why it's just funny and i'm like really insignificant compared to the person who told me the story about bezos but when you even the people that i'm kind of friendly with now or in in a I know who they are. They know who I am. We maybe go to dinner and maybe I see them out and they, uh, you know, or they they have some appreciation for what I do. They like you until you cross a line. And there's always a line. There's always something that you shouldn't say or can't say. And as a comic, you got to make a decision. You go, am I going to be one of the late night guys that goes on stage and reads... Propaganda that's handed to them five minutes earlier, and then they got it to like go, like, yeah, the Wall Street bets, uh, people are Russians, but um, like you know, like poor Jimmy Kimmel's got to run out there and go, yeah, <laughs> the Russian disruptors, uh, in Wall Street bets because it's again, he didn't have that thought. Does anyone think Jimmy Kimmel had that thought? think Jimmy Kimmel came up with that on his way to work. he left his mansion on the way to work, he goes, you know who I bet's doing this? I bet it's Russian disrupt. No, it was handed to him. God only knows how they got into the writer's room. Mm -hmm. There's somebody from the CIA in the writer's room, which isn't hard to do, you know? (laughs) So diversity hire, right out of Langley. Here's your new writer, Nawazi (laughs) Nabobolo. Nawazi, where do you come from? Uh, uh, Falls Church, Virginia. Shut up! Don't worry about it. Uh, here's the monologue today. Uh, go out and say they're Russian disruptors. Uh, okay. You know. Uh, here's your new head writer, Gina Haspel If you get if you're smarter, you get that. But like that, you get that's what you got to do. So you got to stay. Wait, that's why now it's my first episode from Texas. I'm in the hill country, and nobody's told me to nobody's like uh, nobody's offended or upset. And it doesn't mean that I don't value what, like I have said on my show, I think Eric Weinstein is an ally and somebody who I agree with. And I think the version of the world he would like is much more similar to my own than the version of the world that his enemies would want. But that doesn't mean I can't make a joke here. I mean, this is absurd and it's just a little crazy, you know? It's a little it's a little crazy I don't want to be the guy that gets handed uh notes to to say uh in between you know ads for Home Depot it's not what I want to do so I I just got to be a little careful I think you got to be looking I think when people start knowing who you are and you start becoming friends with people and whatever there's weird pressures to like come down on this side of this or that side of that and whatever people want us to have lunch with all these people now and we go no and men go well, I don't want to have lunch with these people I want to have lunch with these people. Like writers, you know, writers, journalists want to have lunch with us. For what? Why? I don't know. There's something about that where I go, oh, you want something. You want something. And I don't, I don't, I'm I'm not interested in uh, sitting down with you and hearing your spiel. I know the spiel. You know, I we see it all the time. These people aren't exactly shy. Need to have lunch with them. You know? I would like to have lunch with Jordan Peterson. Mm. Because he's a guy that's very interesting um, to me. And I think he's been through a lot of interesting stuff. I think I'm doing Michaela's podcast. Yes, yes. Yeah. Can't we have a little fun with the intellectual dark web. That's all I'm saying. Can't we poke fun at the... Can't you get a little fun made of, you guys and gals? We don't have to get uh, our gender-conforming panties in a twist. We can just enjoy. You go, oh, that guy, yeah, that that fat idiot just says what he wants. He's an idiot. That's the response, you know? But, you know... That's where I that's where I live on all this stuff. You can't get too deep into any of these worlds because your job is to really try to make fun of everybody. Mm. So, you know, you can't get it's not a crusade. It's not it's not my problem. Hey, it's not my problem that your daughter's soccer scholarship's gonna be taken by a trans. I don't know. Hey, I may not agree with it, but what do you want? How, how many hours a day do I devote to that? How many hours a day am I supposed to devote to that? Before I just go, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I've, I've been clear about the way I feel about it. If somebody's four and wants to wear a dress, let them wear it, I wouldn't start shooting them up with hormones. That would be my take. But again, what am I supposed to do? What am I? I, I don't understand. You're the vaccine. Don't love that. But, it, you know, maybe it's better than COVID, hopefully. I don't know. You'll probably need it to travel. I'll probably need it to do my job. I'm not excited about it. What do you want me to do? You want me to go to go to vaccination sites or right before somebody gets the needle? Just go, what's going on here, really? Go, I don't really know about this. Might be good, it might not be. Your wife just got the second dose, mm-hmm. fucked her all up, but she got back in two days, mm-hmm. which means it'll take me two weeks. They won't even give me this. They'll shoot me up with something I'll fucking, I'll spontaneously combust, <laughs> you know? I'll look at who's giving me the vaccine. I'll go, why is Barry Weiss giving me the vaccine? Dead, right on, the I'll be dead on the floor. You know? I'd love to have her, and I'd ask her the question. i go, you love free speech, But imagine I, imagine this. Now, I know I'm an Irishman. Imagine, do you want to play imagine with me? Imagine I am a Palestinian professor at Columbia. (laughs) Now, let's play a game. Let's play dress up. I'm a Palestinian professor at Columbia. How do we feel about free speech now? Do we like it still? We're going to have Anna from Red Scare on. She said her mom and her sister really liked the show and I'm 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 that makes me really happy, but it really makes me happy if they watch it while like sitting in Brighton Beach just smoking packs of cigarettes. And they probably don't but just don't ruin it. I just hope that they watch the show just smoking packs of cigarettes sitting in a small apartment in Brighton Beach. With, like, the window cracked open a little bit. There's, like, a picture of Stalin on the wall. They're just playing the Soviet anthem. They got some borscht on the fucking stove. Yeah. Do people make borscht in their home? I guess they do, I think right? they do, yeah. I'm hoping. And they're just, they're just smoking. And <laughs> there's just clouds of smoke. There's, like, a Russian blue cat or something. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't know. She'll probably, I'll probably hear from her after this. She'll go, yeah, you know, they don't really like the smoking humor. I'll be like, (laughs) all right, well, you know what? Everybody can go scratch. Everybody's sensitive. I was a big baby. The woman who towed the car to Texas, I said, I got the car because the car was dirty. She wrote dirty on the intake form for the car because it's dusty. So I wrote, hey, I got it dusty. I got it dirty. I want it to fit in in Texas. She's like, well, that's not nice. Like, how about you laugh a little bit? Enjoy what's left of your life. Stop defending everything. Fucking Christ already with these people. You know where it ends if you can't laugh. You know where it ends. You end up shooting a woman point blank range in the (laughs) face in the middle of the street in Philly. That was probably a guy, too, who has seen the show. Yeah, probably. Whether he was a fan or not, Mm -hmm. he has seen the show. Yeah, ex-military. Yeah. Oh, he's seen the show. Yeah. Now you know about it. Were were they having a? uh, Was this a a war that had been going on for a while? Supposedly,
1: it it was building to this moment. Yeah, an ongoing thing. And he had asked them to stop shoveling the snow onto his lawn. To his credit, he he tried to be nice about the whole thing, you know. So I don't know. I don't know, man.
0: I don't know either. We'll be back with a video episode next week with the studio. We're just we 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 trying to get our custom desk through the door here. It's very tough. You know, we try to do the right thing. It's a beautiful home. You know, we got a, an electric stove. I'm gonna cook uh, over an electric stove like a monster. You need gas. You need gas. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. You know. What are you going to do? This is life now. I can't move every two months. This is, I'm settling in. I'm settling in. Take a breath and exhale. <laughs> um, uh, We're just trying to set the studio up. It's been, it's proven a little more difficult than we had imagined mm. because these are, this is what oh a clubhouse, another notification from clubhouse. What's going on now at clubhouse? Let's see what's going on. Uh, clubhouse now. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is doing a room with Lindy England. Uh, the uh, Remember the cigarette girl from Abu Ghraib? That should be interesting. Remember the one who was... <laughs> it's on Clubhouse. Mark Zuckerberg and I, Lindy England from Abu Ghraib are doing a room on Clubhouse. She's me and Ray's favorite go to joke reference. Because most people have no idea who she is. She's the girl that posed with the cigarette. (laughs) That would be great if that was her avatar on Clubhouse. (laughs) I'm going to do a room after this on Clubhouse how to be a cancer influencer. Mm -hmm. Just because you're terminally ill doesn't mean you can't build a brand. How to be a cancer influencer. Mm -hmm. I did something else, I did uh, how to build your brand while you're incarcerated. Mm is an influencer. It's so important, you know. Those rooms at clubhouses where people just 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 talk and whine all day. Cuz there's also the just smart people that are whatever doing whatever the hell they're doing inside of training probably. And then there's everyone else who's just whining that, you know, there's not enough representation in this fake conversation they're having. They're like, "Uh, we don't have enough women of color here in this room about uh, whatever it is, you know, they're like you know, like you you'll, you'll go on Clubhouse and it'll be like, uh, hi, we're we're starting a room to just try to address the lack of uh, uh indigenous music producers, and we're just trying to. We found that there's there's not a lot of Native American lesbians producing trap music, so we're bringing on, and then all these people are terrified, like, because real people get on, and they're, like, terrified, they have to be, like, so they'll bring in, like, a big DJ, and he'll have to be, like, yeah, yeah, I, ah, uh, that bothers me, too, he's all coked out in Miami, he's, like, what is this, people don't even know, they get into a clubhouse room, they don't even know what's going on, there's, like, a thousand people listening to what they say, they think they're talking to their friends, <laughs> right? It's a coked-out uh, DJ in Miami. He's talking to his friend. Mm. All of a sudden, it's like, no, uh, what's her name? Uh, my buddy from the New York Times who never mentions me. Taylor oh. Lorenz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, She's yeah. watching. Uh-huh. She just tweeted someone said retard on Clubhouse because somebody said the R word on Clubhouse and nobody uh, nobody corrected them. Jesus. And I forget who it was. It was one of these big finance guys. Yeah, yeah. They get on there thinking it's their friends. They're like, can you believe these retards in Hamsey? And then there's a, a thousand people there listening to it, and some of them are journalists. They're just trying to screenshot. They're trying to, like, screen record or whatever. Right. Jesus. Who's she dropping a dime on? Don't say the name because I don't want to be a rat, too. Let me see. Some guy who follows me on Twitter. I don't know what he does. She's dropping a dime on him because he said the R word. I don't know what that means. I, I, I imagine it means... A not nice word for the disabled. Let's see. You know what you know
1: what's funny about these people too? They also will then snitch on people and then delete it. Did she delete it? She might have. Let me see.
0: Can you imagine that just hanging out in clubhouse rooms snitching? Mm-hmm. Like I hope I hope we get the co founder of Tinder saying something inappropriate. Cause I'm a journalist.
1: Someone named Felicia? Who Who even is Felicia? I don't know. Why? What happened? Well, she was the one who said the R word. And then someone named Mark also said it, or Ben said it. She's naming all these people by the first name. I don't even know.
0: Is it a joke? Should we give her the benefit of the doubt? It's not a joke, maybe.
1: No, I don't think it is. I don't think it's a joke.
0: She's just ratting out. Maybe yeah. she didn't understand the room. The clubhouse room that she went in was called the retard room, <laughs> where everyone gets <laughs> to say the R word, and nobody rats. Yeah, she has like a
1: timestamp for YouTube. She's like at 405 you can hear Ben say, Alex, maybe you could take us through the retard revolution. I hope everyone who uses this word can think more carefully about why people in the audience were
0: upset. How about everybody in the audience gets off the app and goes and gets a job? <laughs> because you know why? I'll tell you why. You should have kept your mouth shut. God. Everyone in the audience is upset. You're listening to someone's conversation. That's a weird thing about Clubhouse. It's like you're listening to a conversation of people that would never even acknowledge your existence on Earth. That's how they talk. Mm-hmm. I just, wow, <laughs> that echoed. <laughs> i got going to throw me out of this area pretty soon. But this is how they fucking talk, these people. Don't you want to hear them speak? So when you take a safari, you don't want to see the cheetahs eating dinner with a tablecloth. You want to see them tearing apart other animals because that's how they live. Mm -hmm. So why would you want these tech bros to be like, well, I actually believe that. No, let them speak how they speak when they're on some fucking faggy bike ride in Silicon Valley. They're thrown around much worse than the R word. The tech bro is such an interesting creature. Yo, bro, bro, you got to roast somebody. You got to, yo, let's trash somebody. You got to roast. You got to roast somebody. You're a comedian. Ooh. I got an app. It's like, it's like Instagram, but just for pictures of clits. Yeah.
1: You know what's funny about this too is she deleted her original tweet where she accused someone of saying the R word and then someone who was in the room corrected her. And then, So then she deleted that and said it was actually this person. So she was slandering somebody, then deleted it, and then said it was actually this person. I mean, it's just... Well, she's
0: a journalist, Ben. She's a great journalist. And it's a great profession of journalists we have in this country. You should have kept your mouth shut. It's a great profession of journalists sitting around on Clubhouse trying to catch tech pros being inappropriate. How about reporting on the hell world they've created about? How about you do a little research to dark money where it's coming from? Or you're worried if they, you do that, somebody will throw you out of a plane. Trying to catch people saying the R word. Could anything be less important in this fucking nightmare world right now than who said the R word on Clubhouse? We can't get medicine to sick people. Mm-hmm. We should just give everyone health care... And before they get it, call them a retard. You think they would care? <laughs> you think they would care? Hey, you could go to the doctor, retard. You'd be like, Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I don't know anymore, folks. I'm out of the game. I'm retiring. Mm-hmm. We'll have a video we'll have video up next week. We'll try to. We're trying. We're trying very hard, you know. We're we're uh, you know, we're trying. We're doing everything we possibly can here. Tomorrow's the Super Bowl. Do you care who wins? Maybe the Buccaneers should win, huh? Make Dan Carney happy. It's Tampa. One for Florida. Why yeah, not? Yeah. Why not? Who cares? Tom Brady. You know. Yeah. Sure. He's he's had a rough life. He should. Finally, some good happens to him. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. I just hope no one says the R word. I hope people are in locker rooms reporting on who's saying the R word. I hope that that that's my only hope. <laughs> I hope there's an R word ticker like the Nasdaq on Clubhouse, yeah. where everyone who says its name just goes, you know, what a weird app. I could see that app being like the biggest thing ever, and I could see everybody in a month going, "Fuck." this shit it's hard to know hard to know which way that's gonna which way that's gonna go I'm not invested in it so I don't have a I don't have anything to say about it but I do enjoy it I do enjoy it it's a lot of fun I just don't know uh, for how long I'll enjoy it I mean the rooms are so funny in there it's like some of them are really good but then some of them like I'm on it right now and it'll be like you know It'll be like, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, it's weird. People will be like, let's talk about Gen Z. I love some of the rooms. Conspiracy theories, real or fake with facts. Public speaking on Clubhouse. Oh, Dr. Stephen Greer is live. Alien threat, hoax exposed, yeah. Yeah. I got into trouble the other day too because I said, "Is he legit on Clubhouse?" And people started getting mad at me. i They're like, "He briefed five presidential administrations." I'm like, "Is there any proof of that?" They're like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm just asking a rational question. <laughs> Is there any? There might be. By the way, maybe he has. Sure. I don't know. I'm asking a question, and I and then I get attacked for asking a question. If there's proof. That he briefed because so did I. Then I briefed <laughs> the last three presidential administrations on aliens. And by the way, who are you briefing? Are you briefing the president, or are you briefing somebody that answers the phone at the White House? Because during the Trump days, like Donald Trump Jr. would like answer the White House phone and probably talk to you for an hour, and y- y- you could just call up and talk to him about QAnon, and he'd go, "That sounds interesting. I'll tell Pop." <laughs> so I, you know, can we can we define? who we mean when we say we've briefed the white house on aliens you mean the president or do you mean like someone in his orbit you know the stars here in texas are very pretty i'll tell you that they are very pretty you know there should do you think they and shooting stars do you ever see shooting stars out here oh yeah Because they were a lot in the desert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see them out here, too. Do they dye their hair five times on the way down? (laughs) Anyway. As always, folks, uh, thank you for listening. To just return for a minute... To that video Because it is a haunting video And I don't want you to go find it I don't want you to go watch it Because it is disturbing mm-hmm. Truly Um. But Wow, what a video Just in terms of content mm-hmm. They tell an entire story In 2 minutes and 20 seconds You know, just crazy.
1: It's in Plains Township, by the way. I don't know if that's in Philly, but I think that's Philly.
0: It's in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Another clubhouse room gone wrong. What a haunting image of that guy. Very sad. Very sad. You know, but what can you do? You know, this is what happens. This is what happens when people are pushed to their brink. Don't push anyone to their brink. You don't know who's at their brink. You don't know who's, you don't know who's about to blow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't know what their breaking point is. You know, you just don't know, folks. You have to be a little careful out there. You don't understand. Maybe it's one R word, and they are ready to take out the AR-15. You don't know. You don't know. You know. They could be one getting you know, one tweet away from the end. I don't know. It was really. It may have been the worst thing I've ever seen. It's pretty bad.
1: Yeah, it's up there.
0: It, it is up there with the worst things I've ever seen. But I'd watch it again. <laughs>